Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. The next talk will be uh, by uh, Peter Groskopf from Solaris Bank uh, with the topic, the role of the bank in a decentralized age. Thank you. All right, uh, great, great to be here, uh, competing with the with the lunch break. Um, the, I'm, I'm pretty happy that, that you that you made it here um, to my uh, to my short twenty minutes talk, um, which is a little bit more inspirational. Um, so because it's about the role of a bank in, in the decentralized world. Um, so first of all, um, who is working here in, in a bank or in uh, any transitional company? Anyone? Okay, half. Nobody. So okay, but but I do. Uh, so I'm I'm Peter. I'm I'm a banker. Um, actually, I'm I'm a Solaris banker. I, I started my career as a software developer. I founded a software development company, uh, sold it, and um, and joined 2015 um, the, in the founding process of, of Solaris Bank um, as the as the CTO. Um, and what we do? So so we are a financial institute that was founded uh, now a little bit more than two years ago, and um, so we we founded the bank uh, completely from the scratch. Um, and uh, we, we designed it uh, for the kind of uh, fintech ecosystem that um, that has been has been grown within the last years. And uh, the idea is to provide a, a banking platform, so which means um, services, APIs for opening bank accounts, doing KYC, doing background checks in AML, um, triggering transactions, covering different uh, legal entities also for the account openings, um, a Mastercard integration that you that you can white label your own cards. Um, we uh, offer a scoring service, uh, loans for SME and, uh, and uh, also um, natural persons, so all, all, all kinds of, uh, of banking services, but provided as an API and you integrate it uh, into, your, into your startup, into um, your company. Um, and we say in the background, like, like AWS does for, for uh, like, uh, infrastructure, um, but we also provide you the, the banking license as we are a fully licensed um, uh, bank. Um, so we got the banking license from the BaFin um, two years ago, and, uh, but we uh, can easily passport into any European country um, yeah, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very easy process. Um, we're 150 employees right now based in Berlin. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I pretty much already described what we, what we do. So we, we are kind of uh, providing, providing a, a platform, also integrating with, um, with uh, different uh, providers from the financial ecosystem, because we don't believe that we can be good in everything. So we um, have a couple of partners, uh, for example, for, for identification services, um, we, we, we use IDNOW. Um, and uh, also for, for e-signing, access to bank accounts, we also have uh, different providers. We, we used uh, MasterCard as a card scheme um, and um, kind of uh, the, the platform is then used by now 50 more, uh, 50 plus um, fintech companies. So um, now talking about what, what's actually the bank doing. Um, and um, so some of our board members uh, kind of uh, look at me in a strange way when I, when I make, present that slide because it's, uh, so as, as I uh, became a banker um, and uh, as I didn't, uh, didn't learn it or didn't study it, um, so from a from developer perspective, this is what, what a bank does. So there, from, from my perspective, there are four core use cases of a bank. 
Um, and um, so I also describe them as, uh, as user stories. So as a bank, first of all, I should keep the, the customer's money or, or assets um, safe and available 24-7. So this is kind of one of the, of the core functions. The second one is um, I should enable users to send money from, from A to B. I, uh, I'm, I'm going to, to, to lend money to people and I'm offering the opportunity to, um, to invest into something. So those are the, the four core use cases of a bank um, and all supplied um, by or, or supported by um, kind of the, the trust building factors of um, having compliance um, in-house, um, all, all the security processes, ISO standards, um, and of course taking care for, for, for AML so um, that uh, the uh, kind of the, the bad boys uh, can't do everything uh, on, on, on top of your, of your bank. So um, at the moment, um, banking is really at the infection point um, that, uh, that the decentralized uh, technology comes, uh, comes into place because um, so if you if you look back uh, kind of um, in, the, in the past so you had uh, had banking and branches um, so like a fully centralized system if you look on onto our platform that, that we provide um, we are already quite uh, quite modern in comparison to to other banks um, but still we are also a centralized entity and um, if in the future um, provided by or supported by um, decentralized technology. Everybody is able to have a to have a bank in its pocket, so it's also in fact uh, also affecting us, and we need to to come up with uh, kind of an idea how we can how we can deal with that. And um, while thinking about that, um, I was uh, yeah kind of uh, kind of thinking into um, what what is um, or if I if I talk to to other people who work in in, in the bank. Um, usually, the, the people uh, tell me like, "Yeah, so we we all have this. Uh, we have we have this compliance standards and um, all the security process, and we're we're so we're so slow because everything is is so uh, over engineered in the, in the process and so on." Um, and um, people see compliance and security kind of a little bit as uh, as a weakness, but um, I truly believe that um, all these compliance functions that uh, that a, that a bank um, incorporates. Um, is really a strength, and, um, and therefore I, I truly believe that uh, there's a huge strategic opportunity to to use this um, kind of these um, these uh, structures that you, that you build inside a bank to um, position yourself as a as a trustworthy third party in the decentralized world. Because as you all know, um, of course you can you can decentralize almost everything. But um, still, there are um, also centralized instances, for example, oracles um, needed um, to some extent. And um, therefore, I, I believe that, uh, that the bank can jump into that role and uh, yeah, fill, fill the gap there. So, um, so I, was, I was presenting these four core use cases of a, of a bank, um, and um, I mapped them, from, so I mapped them to, the, to the decentralized world and uh, thinking about what services a bank can provide, and um, starting with um, kind of uh, with the with the piece in the middle, so with the, with the wallet. Um, so if a, if it's the job of the of a bank to to keep your assets safe and uh, available 24/7, then um, the representation in the digital or in the decentralized world is um, having having an offering for for wallets, so that that users can can store their their assets and their their money there. 
um, going going the layer up, um, there um, is, a, is a layer for um, security and identity, because um, as a bank we're allowed to um, to identify um, persons um, or natural persons and, and legal entities in a, in a like in a, in a strong way, and also to to store it and uh, and to save it, um, and um, therefore. Um, uh, identification that is made by a bank is, is really something worth. So we can build services around that. And as you all know, if you um, I don't know uh, register for for ICOs and you run through application processes for, for ICOs, you enter your identity like a couple of times and every time again. And um, so I I believe that uh, if a bank would provide a identification service that I can reuse, that would be a very strong offering. And um, but also, um, so as I was uh, talking about the um, compliance structures and, uh, and the security structures, um, I believe that um, that a bank should be uh, offering, uh, for example, um, a solution for, for storing backup keys. Because um, if it's the role of a bank to, um, to keep your, kind of your, your, your money and your, your assets available, uh, which, which is the, the job of a bank, um, then it least not as work when you, I don't know, uh, have an accident at, the, at the skiing and you, you hit at your head and you don't remember where you stored your, your private key. It would be, would be pretty beneficial if a, if a bank uh, would provide kind of the backup key and uh, provide security service around it to, um, to, to recover it. So kind of to give a call to the bank, then they send you a fax or SMS, have like a multi-factor uh, authentication system. That, uh, that I can access to my, to my, to my backup key. Then um, moving the, again, one layer up, um, when it's about um, lending and investing opportunities. So this will all be, um, or can be covered with, with smart contracts, as, as we know. Um, so we, we had like two talks before mine. Um, the, um, the presenter was, was talking about salt lending. Um, this is kind of a, one, of the, one of the first projects in the, in the lending space. Um, but um, yeah, also many many examples when you when you dive into smart contracts, they uh, give like an like an example of a, of a consumer loan um, that's very easy to implement on, on the blockchain. So I, I believe that uh, this um, can be can be covered on on the, on the blockchain like this. Um, but also investing into ICOs, tokenized assets. So yeah, we uh, yeah, I, I really believe that um, that any investment opportunity. Will be uh, will be will be covered with smart contracts um, in, in the future, and uh, going going the, the layers down. Um, so it's the it's the role or it's the job of a bank to give the user the ability to move money from from A to B. So what does it mean in the in the blockchain space? So I think um, if this is the, the the job of the bank, then a bank should consider to do mining, because um, validating transactions. And, uh, and enabling users to, to make a transaction um, also in a decentralized system. So I, I believe that um, that's a bank should do that. Then um, you should, uh, should invest, for ex invest, for example, into, into proof of stake mining or into, into other blockchain technology. And, um, and then the, the, the fourth or the, the fifth uh, and the last layer that I, that I uh, see is, uh, is the infrastructure layer. Um, I was talking about the, um, the security processes and uh, the backup key solution and so on. Um, and um, I think that, uh, that a bank is the perfect place to, to offer custodial services. 
So to to make sure that your that, that your private keys, that your that your investments are safe, uh, that they're kind of stored offline and in the cold storage, um, and uh, yeah, kind of uh, supported by by all the all the security process that uh, that the bank can provide. So what's the what's the conclusion? Um, so I, I really believe that um, so banks won't die in the in the future. Um, I hope you you feel the same. Um, but uh, but banks need to need to change and uh, banks need to to rethink um, what what their strengths are and and use the strengths also in the in the decentralized environment and and uh, change uh, the service offering. And um, from my point of view, also as uh, being co-founder of, of a platform bank, um, I believe that uh, that the bank should really focus on, on providing infrastructure and uh, and the tools, um, and um, and that will be then also the the kind of the, the trail into the digitalized world and really making sure that um, yeah so we uh, can have a have a great future. Thanks. Uh, any questions? Other questions? We have uh, around one minute, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> not too much time, but maybe only one. Um, could you go back to the slides uh, where you basically unbundled the whole. Yes, this one. Exactly that one. So, um, what, what would you say, um, looking at these decentralized um, banking models there? Um, which are the areas um, where banks will accrue the most value uh, from? Because what we see now um, in, the, in the current financial systems, um, they got all these different, different revenue streams, but a lot of it is based on monopolized gains and, and basically regulatory entry barriers for, for many players. And once these are resolved and the whole thing becomes more open, I would, I would just uh, yeah, try, try to understand um, which of these areas are the, the top two or I think that um, that at the moment, um, yeah. So as you as you were saying, um, the banking um, banking part is kind of monopolized because not everybody can can do it. Yeah, um, but um, but I think it's it's very important to to really change change the way of thinking. So um, I think many many banks um, are not really. Earning a lot of money with with the with the business models that they that they have today, because um, um, kind of it's yeah so it's yeah it's uh, it's not it's, it's not working anymore and uh, so the, the the behavior of the of the customer changed and um, so I, I think that um, if you so like if you if you start a, a company today so you would um, think of the like the problem of the user that you can solve and then provide a service and uh, then if you if you solve a problem then the user would also pay money for that, and, um, and I think, um, for example, if you go into custodial services, so you have all these uh, these, these uh, security infrastructures, and you pay a lot of money to to maintain them. So why not use it um, to to do something that uh, that provides a value? And uh, for example, looking into the European market, um, there are not many custodial solutions uh, for for crypto, um, and I think this is this really an open field, and uh, you can do really cool stuff there. Yeah, what I also want to say uh, is just thank you. I've seen many talks uh, given by bankers on these topics, and I think this is by far like 10x the most progressive one. And uh, yeah, thanks, thanks for providing these insights. That's, I think from my point of view, is one of the, one of the clearest paths to go uh, for banks. Really cool. Thanks.